This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Raymond Dunphy. Now, the state of democracy in the United States of America is of crucial importance to the free world, as we are seeing in Ukraine and as we've known going back a very long time to the Second World War and perhaps before. The health of American democracy is a story we should all be interested in. And this week, something quite remarkable happened in court where Fox News was forced to settle with a company called Dominion Voting Systems. Fox settled before the case could begin. It was a defamation case brought by Dominion who argued that their company had been damaged by all the claims that the last election in the United States presidential election had been rigged and that the voting machines were part of that rigging. We're joined now from Washington by Niall Stanich, Niall's associate editor of The Hill newspaper and White House columnist for The Hill as well. Niall, this case was settled earlier this week and it has caused a sensation. They were claiming $1.6 billion in damages. They settled for $787.5 million, an enormous sum but there could be more on the way. Rupert Murdoch, the owner of Fox News, was due to be one of the first witnesses. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was a massive media event for obvious reasons. I mean, Fox, very controversial and very commercially successful, we should also say, but but extremely controversial in general. And uh, caught here in what appeared to be quite uh, clear lies about Dominion. Now, Fox would argue for the most part, that those claims were made on its airwaves by other contributors rather than Fox hosts. The key point, which we do know because of pre-trial discovery in this case, is that there were messages going on behind the scenes, including from some of the anchors on Fox, telling a very different story from the story that was being told on air. And that was really important. Because in the United States, in contrast with Ireland or Britain, if you are a public figure or public organization and you wish to sue for defamation, you need to prove either actual malice, as the phrase goes, or a reckless disregard for the facts. 
And uh, it seemed to many experts that Dominion had a particularly strong case here. Yes, and we must put this fact on the table. Fox is by far the most successful cable news channel in the United States. It has a massive audience. And in the end, well, the outcome of their clearly biased reporting was what happened on January the 6th, 2021, where Donald Trump and a group around him, a small group around him, tried to prevent the transfer of power after they had lost the 2020 presidential election. This is the most serious thing that could happen in a democracy. And that story hasn't really ended because by casting doubt on Dominion's technology and other things, they have managed to get about a third of the population, as I understand it, believing that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they have clearly contributed to that atmosphere. That atmosphere is being fed by a number of different sources. But these kind of claims that, you know, for example, even we should probably say that these are false claims before we start, lest we end up in uh, yeah. uh, legal difficulty. But, but these claims that, for example, Dominion had some in, uh, uh, influence or connection to the former leader of Venezuela, Hugo Chavez, was one of these like claims. Another claim was that they had software that could somehow flip votes. These were things that were clearly untrue and clearly fed into the kind of uh, rage that we saw on January the sixth. Again, Fox not the only source of that, but 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 one of the thing, one of the places that sort of gave oxygen to those lies. Um, I just wanted to circle back, Eamon, to what you said at the start because I'm not sure if it's appreciated outside the United States. Just how big a gap there is in audience between Fox and particularly CNN. Yes. And I'm just looking at, we're speaking on Friday morning US time, and the most recent ratings are for Wednesday. Uh, the highest rated show on Fox, Tucker Carlson's show, had 3 million viewers. The highest rated show on CNN was Anderson Cooper, and it had six, he had 630,000 viewers. Extraordinary. So Fox had about five times the audience of CNN. Yes, and the behavior of Tucker Carlson, also of a woman, Laura Ingraham, mm. who is another Trump supporter. Carlson in particular is the biggest star. And at the same time as he was telling lies to his audience, and one should say at this point that part of this settlement with Dominion did not involve an apology from Fox News. It did not either involve Fox News reporting this to its audience or indeed apologizing to them. So there's no sign that Fox is going to change, is there? No, I don't think there is. They, they gave it a brief mention on air. I found it very difficult to find any mention of it on their website, and they, I, I think their audience is, uh, the, the bubble, the self-reinforcing bubble in which that audience exists will not be easily penetrated even by this. And that point, Eamon, I think was why um, so many uh, critical observers of Fox were disappointed that the case didn't go, go to court in the sense of it wasn't heard in public. 
Because had it got that far and had there been a requirement for Fox to apologize on air, I don't think it would have wrecked Fox instantly or anything, but it would at least have penetrated that bubble to some degree. That didn't happen. All we got in a Fox statement was a rather uh, weak uh, sentence saying that they acknowledged the court's ruling that some of the claims made about Dominion were false, not an apology and no requirement for even that rather uh, lukewarm statement to be read on air. Now, Rupert Murdoch is the owner of Fox. He would have been on the stand giving evidence had the case gone ahead. Tucker Carlson is their big star. Sean Hannity is another star. Maria Bartolomo is another star. These so-called journalists, they're stars, but what they are, they willfully lie to their audience. And there was there were texts and emails around this case that demonstrated how brazen the lies were and how they didn't believe a word that they were saying. And they, they actually used that phrase for one second. Mm-hmm. That's right. Sean Hannity said when he was deposed in this case that he did not believe for one second that the election was rigged. There was also, during the time that these crazy claims were being made, there was a uh, Trump lawyer, Sidney Powell, a, a woman who is pretty out there by any reasonable standard, was coming up with a lot of these statements. And in the discovery process for this uh, case, it was there, there were messages, for example, from Tucker Carlson telling other people that Sidney Powell is lying, which is a direct quote. There was uh, similar messages from Laura Ingram, who you mentioned, describing Sidney Powell as, and I'm quoting again, a bit nuts. Yes. But none of that uh, (laughs) skepticism or derision really made it onto the airwaves. I mean, Tucker Carlson, I think, occasionally noted, or sometimes noted, that proof had not been produced, but the kind of scathing assessments that I just read were not mentioned. Now, also in the pre-trial process, Niall, texts and other private messages were exposed that were damaging, in particular to Tucker Carlson, who presents himself on Fox News as a fervently pro-Trump host. Mm. There is a text which has Carlson saying, I hate him, that's Trump, passionately, close Mm. quote. That Mm. is a direct quote Now, you know, the United States of America, it really is threatened by this kind of behavior. I mean, Murdoch had to close down the news of the world in Britain because of phone hacking or whatever. Mm. He operates all over the world. He apparently doesn't like Trump either. But Mm. this need to lie to their audience was justified on the grounds of ratings and viewing figures, wasn't it? Money. They were chasing money. Yes. I mean, there's a whole backstory there, which I'll very quickly summarize. Yeah. On election night in 2020, Fox had it was the first network to call the crucial state of Arizona for yes. Joe Biden. And the Trump people went crazy about that. And in the subsequent days in particular, uh, Fox lost a lot of viewers to even more right-wing networks. And one of the revelations in this case has been the rather blatant way in which uh, people at Fox were arguing that the network had to gain those viewers back, essentially by telling them what they wanted to hear. 
That yes. was the basic gist of it. And so that audience, those viewers on the right who had deserted Fox for more extreme broadcasters, wanted to hear that the election had been rigged or that Trump had really won when he had not. And so there were accommodations made to appeal to that false view. Now, the Dominion settlement means there will be no trial, but they are being sued as well, Fox, by a company called Smartmatic, who mm-hmm. are looking for damages of $2.7 billion. And it is expected that a lawyer, indeed, for Smartmatic said on in a statement on Tuesday, Dominion's litigation exposed some of the misconduct and damage caused by Fox's disinformation campaign, Smartmatic will expose the rest. Mm. Is there a hope, therefore, that we may learn the extent of this fake news, and this really is fake news, Mm. in a case that Smartmatic are taking? There is a hope of that, but... um I never like to dash your hopes, of no, course, no. Eamon, but I but I think the fact that there <laughs> I think the fact that there has been a settlement in the Dominion case probably increases the chances of a settlement in the Smartmatic case. Yes. And in most people's judgment, including mine, Dominion had the stronger case of the two because they had so much documentation talking about these things. Now, the Smartmatic case is not to my mind, vastly different. But as my my understanding is, Smartmatic was, for example, just mentioned a lot fewer times than Dominion were mentioned. So while it is possible that that lawyer's uh, promise or threat will will be uh, will manifest itself, become true, uh, I wouldn't bet a whole lot of money on it. Now, on Wednesday, once this news broke and was known, shares in Fox Corporation went down, but only slightly. They fell by approximately one quarter of a percent in New York Stock Exchange. There is no damage. They didn't have to, and they didn't effectively report this to their own viewers. They did not have to make an apology to Dominion or to their own viewers. Where is America, Niall, in terms of freedom and justice and Mm. accountability, on what basis can people who are watching this fake channel really make their minds off about the big issues? Well, it's a rather bleak place, certainly. And you mentioned that the fact that after all of this, while Fox has been um, scarred with the general population by virtue of some of the messages we have read out and so forth, they are highly unlikely to be harmed among their core audience. Um, maybe we should mention in passing, Eamon, that, I mean, clearly this settlement is for a vast sum of money, $787.5 million, as you noted. Um, Fox Corporation, which is the ultimate uh, owner of the, 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 whole, the overall company of which Fox News is a part, recorded net profit just in the last three months of last year of 321 million. So, you know, even this vast settlement won't put a massive hole in their finances. The broader question of uh, American democracy and accountability and all of that is uh, is a rather depressing one. I mean, in this particular case, we did, ha- it's worth saying there are some 
legitimate journalists at Fox News, and some of them raised fact-checking issues about these false claims. Yes. And where uh, some of the stars that you mentioned sought to get them fired for yes. doing so. Unbelievable. I mean, that is really, yeah. ba- it's barely in the world that you and I as journalists exist in, is it? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it has almost nothing to do with journalism as as any even moderately ethical person would understand it. It's an appalling situation. And it's part of this broader picture where the country is massively polarized. People have a willingness to accept things that, that merely reinforce their existing biases and so on and so forth. And that puts you in a, in a very troublesome place as a, as a nation, I think. Well, maybe now is a good time then to reveal... <laughs> what won't be a surprise that it seems almost certain that President Joe Biden will announce next week that he is running for the presidency in 2024, that is next year, and that he seems on present polling. You, to- you told me when we had a conversation last night that Trump is beating the hell out of Ron DeSantis, <laughs> yes. who was promising to be a major threat to him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it looks right now like we will be looking at a Biden-Trump rematch now. A long time to go before then. All sorts of things can intervene, be it um, health issues or maybe in the Donald's case, legal issues and all of that. But um, as you say, there are reports that President Biden will declare very soon. There's even some suggestion of a video being released this coming Tuesday. Uh, And the reason that date has been highlighted is that it will be four years exactly since he entered the race for the 2020 election. Um, You know, clearly Biden's going forward, whether the announcement comes on Tuesday or not. uh, That means he's pretty much assured to be the Democratic nominee. And uh, Trump right now is uh, thrashing DeSantis in most polls. DeSantis hasn't officially got into the race, but is expected to in the next month or two. Is widely expected, or was widely expected, to be Trump's most serious rival. But um, that status doesn't seem very serious right now. Trump is beating him about two to one in several polls. Now, I want to ask you about other legal difficulties that Donald Trump has, other, that is, than the indictment in New York last week, Mm -hmm. which is on a relatively minor matter Mm. of not paying his taxes. The case against him in Georgia, where he is on the record and in vision, certainly on tape, berating the Secretary of State in Georgia, who was a Republican and indeed had voted for Trump, to find Trump 11,000 and a few hundred votes that he needed to to win Georgia. I mean, this is the president of the United States Mm. still Mm. in office, Mm. and he is asking an official to break the law and commit a crime. Mm. And there isn't any dispute about this. We've seen it. I've seen it. I've heard it. What's going on? I know. I mean, you've laid it out very well there. A lot of people, including me, think that the Georgia case is the most serious one that Trump faces because the evidence seems so blatant and to any reasonable person so unarguable. Uh, This phone call that was made while Trump was still clinging to power but having been defeated in the election, uh, where he comes across as just a sort of uh, a thug, really, uh, trying to threaten 
the Secretary of State in Georgia to find those votes and and sort of in a rather um, dark but vague way implying that it would be very bad for that Secretary of State, a man by the name of Brad Raffensperger, if he were to uh, resist Trump's demands that it would be somehow risky for him. Um, a, a sort of phrasing or a, or an argument that Raffensperger has said he took as a threat. Um, that seems very serious. There, there is, I mean, there is an ongoing uh, legal inquiry which seems to be nearing the point where the prosecutors will need to decide whether to charge Trump or not. It is, to my mind, a far more serious matter than the New York one, which is about uh, officially falsification of business records and in reality about hush money payments yes. to the, uh, an adult actress, Stormy Daniels, yeah. who alleged she had an affair. So George is far more serious than that. And indeed, uh, George is far more serious than even the classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago, which Trump had lied about and said he didn't have, then he said he'd hand over everything he had, then he didn't do all of that. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's go back, Niall, to the importance of the Biden administration and the U.S. support for Ukraine. They have been, you know, the leaders of NATO 
I think Biden, unlike Trump and many other conservative Americans, has his place his faith in NATO and has revitalized it. Others, I think, don't like NATO, don't anything to do with it, and are heading, I think, in their minds, if not in reality, into what's called isolationism. Let the world take care of itself. We've spilt enough blood and lost enough treasure, as they have Mm -hmm. in Iraq and Afghanistan. So the survival of the Democrats or that sort of old-fashioned American view of itself as the world's policeman is still very important. It is, and particularly in relation to Ukraine, obviously. Uh, I'm not saying that the United States is a flawless nation by any means, but it's inconceivable that it would have led in the way that uh, Biden has, had not just Trump, but any of those more isolationist figures been president at the time. Um, The United States military aid alone to Ukraine, now well over $30 billion. Yes. Um, The... um, the, the other point I think that you alluded to, Yemen, is very important uh, about multilateralism and about international cooperation, uh, primarily through NATO, of course, yes. but, but also more wide-ranging wide than that. There's a, a meeting, for example, uh, beginning um, very soon um, today, I believe, Friday, of the so-called Ukraine Contact Group. That's a group of more than 50 countries who are supportive of Ukraine in some fashion. Um, it's very hard to imagine um, Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, for that matter, being bothered by yes. such an organization or or wanting to hold it together or wanting uh, to retain solidarity in order to assist Ukraine. Now, Niall, I understand that later today there is going to be a ruling in a court about an abortion pill. It's called Mifepristone mm-hmm. that they may ban. And there is also, of course, news this week that Ron DeSantis in Florida has placed a six-week time limit on abortions, which would be very difficult for many women, not least because they might know they're, they're pregnant. Abortion, of course, because the Supreme Court has rolled back Roe v. Wade, is now very much on the political radar, isn't it? Oh, very much so. And that Florida decision by DeSantis to sign sign a bill that the legislature had passed more or less at his behest is very important, the six-week ban. It does place DeSantis himself in a position that, while it may be popular with the religious right, is very unpopular with the public at large because it's it's such a serious restriction um, by a moderately significant majority. American people at large, had favoured Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court decision that was struck down and that had given a constitutional right to abortion. And as you mentioned, Eamon, I'll just describe the court case very briefly. Uh, I mean, the the long and the short of it is more than half of abortions in the United States are carried out by what's called medication abortion, which is a pill, in other words, rather than a surgical procedure. And uh, a religious group took a case seeking to roll back approval of Mifepristone that a Trump-appointed judge ruled in their favour. It is now going through various appeals that are rather complicated. But what we're waiting on on Friday today is whether the Supreme Court will allow restrictions, severe restrictions, on that pill to go into effect while the underlying case is being decided. Okay, now we're very grateful to you for joining us 
today. We're grateful to Niall, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.